on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM, along with Patrick C. with the Destination Medical Center Organization, the Executive Director. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Can I still say Happy New Year? Is it fair fair game? It's fair game. We're still in that month, so I guess we can get away with it. Well, it was just Lunar New Year on uh, Saturday, I believe. So um, depending on one's orientation, it's only a couple days ago that uh, we days. Arrived, at, arrived at the new year. Yeah, I'm still having a problem writing 2023 down. Everything's still 2022 in my head. So right. I right. guess we're, we're okay with it. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe. It's been a while since we've chatted and uh, quite a few things have taken place. Over the previous few months, the end of 2022, maybe you can bring us up to date. Yeah, well, I think as we enter into 2023, we enter with a great deal of momentum and positivity and good energy. The mayor in her state of the city speech earlier this month, along with um, county and uh, school board representation really told a powerful story of where our community is going, um, not without challenges and not without uh, hard work in front of us. But I think a sense—I think there really is a sense of enthusiasm and optimism as we enter this new year. And I would say that we at DMC feel the same way, and we hope to be a positive contributor to to the efforts going on. I know. One of the areas that the city wants to concentrate on, and I imagine DMC as well, is that downtown area, the vibrancy of the downtown area. And I know there has been quite a bit of work already done, but uh, where are things going with that as far as bringing those businesses back in? Yeah, I think think we had... uh, really uh, rallied as a community during the heightened crisis of the pandemic and the impact the the immediate, um, you know, uh, issue of the pandemic was having on the downtown. And now as we come into this new year, we know we're going to be into what I would might call a recovery mode where the, the crisis, um, sort of the ER treatment um, um, led to a, now a path of recovery. And uh, and I think what that looks like is one, a, a more uh, cohesive kind of community effort, downtown stakeholders, property owners, businesses, downtown residents, along with DMC and the city and Mayo Clinic and uh, RDA and a number of other organizations, Experience Rochester, really kind of holding hands and saying, what are the big issues we can tackle immediately? What are the ones that are most points of pain in terms of you being successful as a downtown business and what can our respective organizations do to reduce that pain and i think that's kind of uh, the effort we're going to take on now over the next um 60 or 90 100 days and come out of it with a, a very direct action plan that makes uh, it uh, much more likely for our businesses to recover as the economy and as the community recovers i know um before we ended last year, uh, the DMC awarded a whole list of those grants that were made right. available to the businesses to try to spruce things up. That's right. How many so, were? How many were on that? And how much money was involved? 
Yeah, there is uh, about a total of $3 million, of which about $2.5 million has been pledged and committed. So there remains about $500,000 of grant funds intended to support Main Street businesses as they are repositioning, reopening, opening for the first time. And uh, thus far, I think there have been about 45 grant awardees, ranging from $10,000 to $500,000. And a lot of conditions associated with this. This is a state program that we're administering. But what we're finding is that for uh, uh, Papa's Popcorn, for example, or True Queen's Boutique, or um, Merrill Restaurant, or the uh, the well, the new restaurant that's going into what was formerly the Dooley's site, they all have a different kind of need, a different scale of need. But what it does is provide resources for the capital, the physical improvement to their space, whether it's a build out of a restaurant, the build out of uh, the, the shopping experience. But it's it's creating the the environment for them to do their business in. It's not all of the money they need, but it's a portion that helps um, helps make it happen. I think there have been 42 um, grants awarded thus far, and uh, they're um, at various stages of, of getting into operation. I've mentioned a couple that have opened and a couple more that are coming. So it's it's been it's proven to be a very, very helpful program um, to support businesses. Again, it's one arrow in our quiver. Um, uh, we need lots of arrows to to um, kind of take on the, the challenges in front of us. As we mentioned previously, and I've discussed this with the mayor as well, we're not the only city facing the challenges that you're talking about. It's been kind of a universal experience for central cities to deal with this post-pandemic issue. We we are not the only city, but when... when uh, when you, but it, we're the only city that matters. <laughs> uh, so absolutely, it's a it's a it's a national worldwide phenomena that downtowns are having to kind of go through an adjustment with the change in workforce, change in customer behavior, change in travel patterns. But but what matters is is it, it's it's a problem here. It's something here that we have to wrestle with, and and. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily help make uh, somebody feel better that somebody else is suffering. Um, it only matters that we help to figure out how to make it uh, our community, our downtown, more vibrant. You mentioned there's another $500,000 left in the bank account. Will there be another round of grants then? Yeah, we um, we accept applications every month. So, uh, so oh, okay. on, it's, uh, I think, the 16th or 15th of every month. We um, is a deadline, and we review those applications and make decisions out of that. And then I will say that we were also successful with um, uh, receiving another grant program, a similar grant program, but for a different geography. So for a geography that this first grant program is for the downtown area, the second grant program is for two commercial areas, one known as sort of the design district on um North 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 Seventh Street, um, near the um, old butcher shop. Yeah. Yes. That thank you. Co- thank you. Was a Cook Park, right? Cook Park area. Yes. That yeah. that corridor is, um, and then also in the um, sort of Beltway Beltway corridor, uh, west of, or rather east of uh, Crossroads to Cub Food area. So that other commercial district. Um, so we have $900,000 that will support uh, projects in those districts as well. So uh, a lot of opportunity out there for that particular tool or, or resource. 
now that we've crossed into the new year, can you maybe give us some highlights of what we might expect downtown this year as far as DMC projects? Yeah, well, we are very excited um, to see, uh, I think, real consensus grow around the future of improvements to Soldiers Field. And um, recently the Park Board and now City Council seem to arrive at consensus around a plan called the Preferred Alternative. That's the that's how it's been named, so we'll call it the Preferred Alternative. But it's a, it's a plan that allows for the expansion of aquatics, um, some additional new facilities in Soldiers Field, like basketball courts and play areas and, um, and trails, and uh, with minimal or almost no impact on the golf course. And that was really a conversation that was had between the golfing community and the aquatics community and the professional designers. And from what I heard last night at yesterday's uh, city council study session, there is shared enthusiasm for um, how, where it's landed and where it's headed. And DMC is pleased to be able to um, be involved and supportive of that project. So if I understand correctly, and if uh, if bids come in as the as, uh, city hopes, um, they'll commence construction on that yet this year so that the aquatics facility can reopen in 2024. And um, that coincides with the work we've been doing on Discovery Walk. So last year we finished uh, half of the Discovery Walk project, and this coming year, 23, we'll finish the remainder of it, which means that our downtown central business community will be connected via this linear park, Discovery Walk, to Soldiers Field, which itself is getting refreshed, as I just described. So to, to have a, a city with 50,000 downtown employees and residents and visitors have immediate access to 150-acre public space that is aquatics and golfing and recreational facilities, I think is is a real testament to the quality of life that Rochester has to offer. So the work that will be done this year on Discovery Walk, will that be north of 4th, heading uh, yes. 2nd yep. Street? Yep, from 2nd Street to 4th Street, so those two blocks. That will be... Uh, a lot of work in that area. That's fairly congested properties in there. It, it is. Um, it. Uh, we were last year. The construction team was really uh, worked hard to work closely with the adjacent businesses to ensure access. And I know that I'll do that again this summer. Um, it is primarily Mayo properties that abut and are adjacent to that portion we're doing. So it's uh, maybe a little bit less disruptive than it was in 2022. All right. Um, also, late last year, DMC, of course, participated in a grand opening of the second Discovery Square facility. How did That's that right. go? Yes, two Discovery Square is a, a you know really wonderful addition to the Discovery Square campus of buildings. Um, there are um, tenants that have um, been signed and will start doing the build-out so they can occupy that space, well, one being a... Uh, partnership that Mayo has with a Boston-based company called Resilience that does um, important work around uh, manufacturing of biologics. Um, so really important work that has to be done close to the place that is going to be used. And so the, the proximity to downtown Rochester, to the Mayo campus, and um, to all of the 
research capability was really important to resilience in selecting that location. We have a, another one on the horizon that we're not able to uh, say by name, but it's another uh, company that if, if it proceeds um, also is choosing the location because of the proximity to the Mayo campus. We had um, not in the Discovery Square building, but adjacent to it in the Conley Mass building, an Australian company, Australian-based company called Sear Medical, uh, which has 250 employees in Melbourne and two employees in Rochester. So they planted their first uh, flag in Minnesota here in Rochester and have two employees. Their president, CEO, travels back and forth quite frequently. So we have... uh, you know that's the that's the nature of this kind of work. It starts with, you know, in small bites, but uh, keeps growing from there. That's a heck of a commute. It's a heck of a commute. I, I think he's I think he's going to be a, a diamond medallion status uh, pretty quickly <laughs> if he flies Delta. So if you uh, if you hear anybody walking around with an Australian accent, it's probably uh, uh, Dean Freestone from Sierra uh, Medical, who is a, a very big champion of what um, Rochester has to offer. And what you're talking about with Discovery Square and even um, the space that's uh, by the Blue Duck there, you're, yes. it's that proximity to mail that's the key, isn't it? I mean, you have it's, these people, uh, these companies that want to take part in everything that's happening right next door. It is the proximity to mail, but what's happening also, Andy, is as we get more critical mass of non-mail companies there are companies who want to be close to the non-Mayo company too. So that is the, that's the virtuous cycle that gets created here. It starts with proximity to Mayo. The more critical mass we have, there are companies who want to be close to those companies. Excellent. And uh, that's the economic development portion of all this. And that leads me to my next question. Two new members were named uh, late last year to the, DMC EDA, Economic Development Group. But now that's, people got, I was a little confused myself until I read the news release more thoroughly, but there's the Destination Medical Center Corporation Board. This is this right. is a different animal, right? Yeah, the DMC EDA Board, DMC Destination Medical Center Economic Development Agency Board is a board that provides services to, it's the board I work for, my team works for, um, provide services to the public board, to the Destination Medical Center Corporation, which is a public board. So we really are under contract to provide services, the services being to uh, review projects, to vet projects, to make recommendations. And so we have a nonprofit board. It's chaired by a Mayo Clinic leader by the name of Dr. Clark Otley. Um, It's an eight-person board, and they have... um, with uh, membership from the local community and also from uh, regional communities, regional communities as well. So we um, um, have now the chief financial officer from Mayo Clinic is on the economic development board, Dennis Dolan, and the president of Medical Alley, which is a Minneapolis-based but a regional organization that we partner with, Bobby Dressen, is also joining the board. So we're very fortunate to have their uh, voices, their insight, their knowledge uh, join our, our discussions. So the process, the way that works is I'm imagining somebody comes to you with a great idea. I want to be involved in Rochester. I've got this concept. I want to do this. 
first they go to this group, I imagine. Yeah, they first come to us as staff and we do the work and come to our EDA board and get the benefit of their insights and come forward with a recommendation to DMCC uh, based on that. All right. Uh, anything upcoming? Uh, other, anything else we uh, maybe can discuss in our last minute or two here of the program that's upcoming with Destination Medical Center that people in the community might want to know about? Yeah, I, I think that we are, um, as I said, very excited to enter the new year. Feel like we have a lot of momentum, and um, and I think we recognize that even with the momentum and even when we have alignment in our community, this work is really hard work. So there was a 7-0 vote by city council to support the bus rapid transit. Mayo Clinic um, voted internally to support the, the bus rapid transit and the financial operating costs. And of course, DMC is one of the major supporters and funders of the bus rapid transit. Everybody agrees on bus rapid transit and it's still hard work to get it done. And I think Part of my message to the community is let's find the things that we can all agree on. And even then it's hard work to get it done and to see it realized. It takes time. It takes because there's going to be bumps along the way. And but the more that we're in it together and we see kind of the promised land of what we're trying to achieve, uh, we can overcome those bumps and, and keep moving on. And so that's part of my message during uh, as we as we take on these sort of new challenges of 2023 and beyond. All right, Patrick Sieb, Executive Director, Destination Medical Center here in Rochester. And uh, we'll chat again next month to find out what's happening with DMC. Thank Anytime. you so much. Thanks a lot, Andy. All right. This has been Rochester Today, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Get fresh whole chicken for just 99 cents a pound. 